0: And welcome to this week's episode of Sorry, You're in My Seat, a weekly podcast that unites two best friends on a quest to find the greatest movies of all time. My name is Aaron, and each week I have the pleasure of talking movies and films with my best buddy James. <laughs> and this week is no exception, as we we kind of come to the end of Halloween season this year with a final episode on horror, and that is looking at monsters, the Universal monsters, and a couple of the Paramount monster movies. You know, we're going right the way back to the 1920s and 30s, right the way through to modern times, looking at the big ones, the big hitters. The Draculas, the, the, uh, the werewolves, the Invisible Man, Frankenstein's monster, that kind of stuff. That's what you've downloaded this week.
1: So we're going to put them all together, put them in some sort of house, because all of these take place in a dark, dank house where some skeletons live. And we're going to brutalise them. It's time for Dracula to take on the mummy. It's time for the mummy to spank the Invisible Man. It's for time for everyone to shit on something.
0: Thing. It's the monster <laughs> bash. Oh, nice. That's what we're going to do. So it's a it's a battle royale, if you would like, similar to an episode we did not long back where we did Robocop versus um, Predator versus Terminator G- versus Alien, and we crowned the winner as Judge Dredd, yeah, because the, that's
1: just the way we do yeah, things. The, the rightful winner, yeah.
0: And this is a, a re-recording, so if you're what? an eagle-eared <laughs> listener, you'll notice that last week we referenced the monster episode that we never put out and that's because the internet hates us and it destroyed the copy of this. We're so professional, we didn't check that it was recorded. So this is a re-recording, uh, episode 217, did sure. we say? Yeah. We'll go with that. We'll go it's with whatever that. it is. But it's a really good episode this week to look at and for us to redo, <laughs> looking <laughs> at some of the big, big monsters of movies. We did serial killer slashers a few years back when we looked at your kind of Jasons, your Michael Myers, your, you know, your Freddies, those kind of guys going against each other with body counts, blood, gore, and, and, you know, backstory, but we haven't probably done what is at the heart of most horror fans, um, kind of catalog of movies. And that is the great, you know, the, um, the Bela Lugosi, Draculas, the Boris Karloff, Frankenstein monsters, you know, it's all the early movies, the ones that gave way so that we could have the seventies and eighties slasher. So that now in the 2000s, we can have the Twilights, James, and all the movies that have come since the I Frankenstein, Ooh. Van Helsing, Ooh. all these brilliant movies that have come out since. Let's go back to where it started.
1: You know what? What a great time as well. And this film will launch on Halloween. It will come out. It may, maybe, it was fate. Just before we start down this endeavor, though, where we finally crime, uh, finally crown the ultimate badass, mm. the ultimate villain, the ultimate horror, ghosty. It's gonna be Halloween tomorrow. Mm. Esther wants to watch a scary movie. Oh. I've highlighted five, and I was just wondering which one you should pick. So she's not a gore fan. Okay. So immediately I've removed a lot of the slashes and type things. So I know she likes a psychological. So I've narrowed it down to five films. One of them, I saw the trailer. So I showed Esther all the trailers so she get ready. The, the Bob boiling. I'm going to start off with number one. And I think that's a film that you've made me want to go re-back watch. Hereditary. Good movie. So I reckon Esther would like that. It's a great psychological. film. there are elements of... Not exactly jump horror, but there are moments where you jump out of your seat, if that makes sense. There is a difference. Very it's, it's most, unsettling. It's mostly a tension-based film. My problem is it didn't grab me straight away, so I thought it was quite funny <laughs> when I watched mm. this. But to be fair, never rewatched it. So Hereditary, number two. Now, this is where you're going to, what your pickle? The Thing. But oh, I, I can't believe Esther's never seen The Thing. Mm. I mean, it's going to be a big one. Number three, and I don't know if you can decide now, mate, Silence of the Lambs. Oh. Mate, so we got what well, we got. Nineteen eighty-two for the
0: thing. Nineteen ninety-one or something. One two, something like that, yeah. of the Lambs, modern day for
1: Hereditary. We're covering the decades. Yes, exactly. So then there was another one as well, which it's a personal favourite. I know that is deep down at the bottom of the list. I'm gonna say, mate, and I feel like we should do a play-by-play next year in the mouth of madness. Mm. <laughs> to be that it with Sam Neil because I still that's genuinely the most terrifying film of all time. Mid nineties, yeah, yeah, and the number five. And blessed, so I was quite proud of her because this is the film I picked. Hubie Halloween, genuinely the worst film of all time. The scariest. The <laughs> scariest. So I'm very proud of her, so I put it on 11 minutes <laughs> before she quit. So I was, I was actually quite proud. But of those four, the fifth one was obviously a joke. Fourth one, well, what do you think I should watch this Halloween? What is the scariest film? What's, what I genuinely think it might be? I think I might go Silence of the Lambs that's what I'm thinking at the minute
0: yeah Silence of the Lambs is a great movie and I know Esther and I think she'll find if she hasn't seen it I take it she had, no she
1: hasn't seen any of these before because I, I was like The Shining which she has seen The Shining mm. so I was like well, what's the point of watching a film you've already seen I think the Silence of the
0: Lambs gives you it, it gives you three things one it gives you the scare. it is a scary movie it is a scary film you know Hannibal Lecter Anthony Hopkins great performance
1: tell you what that trailer though is misleading so I watched the trailer and the trailer's what four minutes and it it implies that Anthony Hopkins is the villain and is in the film throughout and you're just like 12 minutes
0: Yeah. yeah yeah he's not in it long and, and it also, nah, he's like had them horrible voiceovers. He like, did, he did just, have that. He'll have a scene of like, Jodie Foster walking
1: up to his cell. And a like, rookie
0: cop. Yeah. <laughs> Her first day
1: on the job. And a man who will have you over for dinner. Weirdly, he's got, in the trailer, he's got Barney. He's like, I'll be right here for you when you get back. And you're like, everyone's free Barney. Just, it's just like, why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like, it's nice though. You the need the friendly one. You do need that. But
0: it gives you, it's got horror. It is quite scary. It's a good
1: story. It is a good story. And it's shocking. I, you know, I think it's the right choice. That's I what think I was it's the right choice. Towards.
0: The thing, the thing you've got to, you've got to get past the aged um, but awesome. lovable, um, you, you know, uh, practical effects that are in yeah. that movie. Like I love the practical effects in the thing, but if someone is now, you, you know, used to visual effects, and it, it, it's it's yeah. difficult to be like, no, no, no. Back in the day, this was the shit. <laughs> um, yeah, Mouth of Madness. I think she might, she might dump here.
1: Why? It's intense It is intense but It's intense I, I'd also like to point out The trailer don't help Because the tra- watching the trailer I was like what? Yeah. I've seen the film And I still don't understand I, I like
0: people who come across Like Sam Neil And be like Sam Neil, He's you know he's entertaining on Twitter I love him in uh, in Jurassic Park He's great in uh, in, in World Peter World Rabbit. Rabbit He plays you know like Mr. McGregor yeah, yeah, in that film nice, yeah, Great yeah. great. You Math you see, of Madness
1: you see seen Math of Madness What's that about? Oh, what's that film Where he pulls out his eyes? <laughs> Event horizon what's like Jurassic Park 2 no, no no I don't think it was It's the one where he goes to hell Yeah yeah, that one,
0: yeah, <laughs> just spot three. <laughs> oh no, that was no, the box office. We, we. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and what was the other one? Um, uh, oh, hereditary. Uh, hereditary. hereditary, hereditary, yeah, yeah, I... that is scary. That, that's hereditary to me. If you watch that at home, is the one where I think when the lights are out, you're gonna run to your bedroom. Fuck
1: it, I genuinely forgot. Actually, get out. That was number five. Get out, get out. That a that good time. movie, and get out. You
0: can't go wrong with get out, either. So, I think she's in for a tree. Whatever you do, there you go. That's how Halloween sorted. I don't think I'm going to watch Harry. I've been hovering over the new Scream movie, the one that came out. I say new, it's like last year now, isn't it? But I was hovering over that and I was like, oh, do I want to watch it? I don't know. It's on Sky Cinema. I might put that on tomorrow night. Yeah. 25 years later, revisit it. Yeah, go for it.
1: I love the Scream mm. franchise. That's that's something we should get into probably next year. Did <laughs> you see the new Halloween? Did you? Yeah. Disappointing? Yeah. Yeah. I. Someone spoiled it for me. Mm. But then again, to be fair... I wasn't really that interested, so I don't know how much of a spoiler it could be.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, in terms of this new age trilogy that we've got, I definitely like the first one when Gemini Curtis came back, that yeah. to me ended it. Halloween ended there, and yeah. I could have walked away going, yeah, the first one, second one, if you like it, then this one, skip all the middle ones, skip the Rob Zombie stuff, and then definitely, that second definitely. out of this trilogy was god awful. Yeah. God awful. It
1: was really bad. Even rednecks couldn't save it.
0: Oh, it's terrible. And then this one is very much on the line of the second one more than the first one out of the, what was it? The David Gordon Green trilogy. Yeah. It's over now, though. It's over. This this is, but you know, you get reboots and all sorts. This is, this, there's no coming back from this one. <laughs> and if there is, I mean, he it, it may as well, don't want to spoil it but he's not Robert Patrick from T2. I'm just going to say that. He's not, he can't put himself back together. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, it, it, it just passed the time, but it was boring. And I don't really like blood. And it's, I like my horror to get under your skin, make you feel, you know, unsettled. Yeah and I watched a couple of horror movies this week that I'm going to talk about in next week's episode I've actually
1: got the same as well
0: it, where yeah. they were more along that line where it, they weren't bloody guts or gore we were talking about the subliminal the under you know st- films horror what and we're, going about,
1: we're going to talk about the films that we just mentioned like Hereditary is not over the top, but it is definitely like there isn't yeah. it implied did you see that thing in the corner didn't you oh it's on the ceiling have yeah. a laugh <laughs> yeah Gabriel Burns looks good on fire <laughs>
0: It does, doesn't it? It's he? an intense movie, Hereditary. <laughs> but Hereditary will always be the movie. Go on, I'm going to go on my Hereditary rant now. But Tony Collette should have been nominated. She should.
1: He, he, right. So when I watched that film, I watched it with a person who poisons your ears. But, mm. you know, um, I went to the cinema and I, I, I made with the atmosphere. I don't think I'd been drinking it. I thought it was funny as hell. Mm. Like, there's the scene where everyone's shocked and I couldn't stop laughing. But do you know what? Tony Collette acted the shit out of film in a film that I didn't think deserved it. And I will go back and have them a go. Well, Tony Collette was next level, man. Mm. So it was Gabriel Byrne. Yeah, they get, were very good, but Tony Clare was. Mwah. I think
0: um what was the other one? St. Maud. I know it wasn't oh, on your Saint list. Maud. But again, maybe maybe Esther would appreciate St. Maud. I might and do that. Take her to Scarborough afterwards and show her the signs. This,
1: this is this is where, where she This is this is where she <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to spoil <laughs> that movie, but
0: you look at that beach differently by the end of that film. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, I love saying what I remember coming out of that cinema going. She's going to be, she's going to be big news. And then she, she went on to play Gadriel in uh, Lord of the Rings, The yeah. Power of the Rings. Yeah. Morfoid Clark. Oh mate, you do what you impress me everywhere you do. Mm, I, yeah. I, I would have accepted she, Welsh lady. She, <laughs> she impressed me in the first five yeah. minutes of Crawl,
0: that movie about alligators. <laughs> Are you kidding? Who's she in that? Yeah. She's the sister <laughs> that has the sense
1: to leave that movie early. Oh, I do see because i the Crawl to me is just. Where's the sniper from Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. Oh, here, <laughs> this is his wheelhouse now. I forgot his name. Is it Billy Gibbs or something? I did. It, it, it don't matter. <laughs> he, even even his own parents know, isn't it? I come out and his own parents call him the one from Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> yeah,
0: bit of all the films to be you know remembered from i tell you a film. That and,
1: that and Battlefield Earth, because
0: he's in that. A <laughs> film I watched yesterday that had uh, a, a, a Saving Private Ryan alumni in. Ooh. Uh, Ed Burns was in that movie, wasn't he? Famously in, uh, what was it 15 Minutes, the De Niro movie that he was in shortly afterwards? Yeah. Um, I watched uh, Alex Cross. The which one? The one with Matthew Fox as lo- the Do you MMA you fight. Mean, in- you mean
1: the one that starts off in the first fifteen minutes are brilliant, and then, and then slowly turns. And not my slowly. I mean instantly turns into trash.
0: It is trash, <laughs> isn't it? By the I remember getting halfway through it thinking, I, I don't know why I'm watching this. I, I actually had a, a moment where I thought life is short, and, <laughs> and you know, and I'm wasting an evening watching this movie. And I didn't watch it because I was a big fan of the books. The books, yeah. The James Patterson books, the first 10, I thought were really good. They were, the, they were page turners, short um, chapters that kept you going. I would read
1: these books, More, you know, very quickly. I didn't read the books, but I had the first two films, Long Came a Spider and... Kiss the Girls. Kiss the, I, Kiss the Girls were brilliant. Yeah. Except and, for its turn ending, which you saw coming. Yeah, so. but
0: I, I relate really it. And, you know, you, you, Cat and Mouse was a good book and London Bridges. They, you know, they, they were really, the first 10 were really good. But James Patterson in the first 10 as well, he described, you know, Alex Cross, you could smell the cooking in his head. House that he's mm. na- you know that his nan was making, and he you know he was the old leather of the Porsche that he drove. It, 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 the whole it was very well written, and it was a detective gritty like story, that he, you know page turner. And then James Patterson now just sells his name, so any up and coming writer um yeah. can he basically just buys the James Patterson name. So that's why when you go in Asda, there's fifty James Patterson books at any one time. James Patterson and so and so, and he he now just sells his, his name, he sells his books. Um, but then first time were really good so I really high hopes that going back to this Alex Cross movie and after the original like Matthew, you don't see Matthew Fox in anything you don't you know, see Matthew in Fox in anything he's really going for it in this movie like wanting to be kind of Heath Ledger like level yeah. villain
1: I liked him when you first see him at the beginning isn't even like in an MMA fighter, with Skinhead or yeah. something I, I, I believe it's the first time of this. So I was like I'm getting into this I'm getting into this and then I was really interested to see oh Morgan Freeman did such a good job mm. who were they going to replace him with oh the guy that played Medea you know, the cross-dressing yeah. woman. Tyler in Perry, is it? And I
0: don't, I'll be honest, I don't want to well, like Tyler Perry. you've also, Matthew Fox is also replacing Michael Wincott, who was obviously in
1: Michael uh, The Winc- Game of Sp- Michael Wincott, genuinely, I love him mm. and I
0: love his voice. And he played, he played Gary Sinanji, who was the, the, the villain in, uh, in, you know, the first one. four books, certainly. Um, yeah. And, and they killed him off in that film. But actually, the, yeah, going down the rabbit hole of, of this, um, also, uh, what's his name? John C. McGinley, Plays like the head of the police in uh, in Alex Cross, the Tyler yeah. Perry one. And when I went to the meeting group with him last year, if I'd seen Alex Cross, the question I would have posed to him is, do you know that the character that you're that you play in a throwaway Alex Cross movie, because you're in four scenes, you actually go on to be the mastermind that he's been chasing really? through ten books? Because the tenth book, the big reveal is the police chief was the villain all along. And, I've, and, and I guarantee Josie McGinley would have been like, no, that film paid for my kitchen. I do
1: not give a shit. Like, whatever character I played. I imagine he stopped carrying around Highlander 2.
0: I think so. I think so. W- yeah. yeah, Wild Hogs, was he in that? Yeah. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Was,
1: is that one where he steals Ice Cube's family?
0: <laughs> is that, are we nearly he's there doing yeah? the
1: house up or something.
0: I think that's, are we nearly there Yeah, that, oh, that movie? like that, yeah. I mean, Wild Hogs is the one where he, pl- he plays... Uh, naked uh, water polo or whatever I can't remember it's lo- I've saw it once and I've tried to forget it 10 times oh
1: Tim Allen <laughs> yes it is <laughs>
0: and uh, William H. Macy yeah. and John Travont
1: <laughs> no did he not win Oscars <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there you go, that was, that was, that was a sideways run. Mm. That didn't happen in the first episode when we first recorded We didn't go into that.
0: I, I, I remember, I did, reminds me of that Ricky Gervais joke where he talks about Felicity Huffman uh, being sent to jail. And uh, he says, it's the daughter I feel sorry for. It's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to her. And her dad was in Warnock's. Ox. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um right. Let's get on topic of monsters. Monsters, rats, sharks, leeches, blobs, snakes, trolls, goblins, birds, worms, locusts, even trees, killer turkeys, snowmen, and tires have horrified audiences through B-movies, horror, um, and gore cinema over the decades. But we're here to look at the original Monster Mash lineups. So that's your Dracula's Creature from the Black Lagoon, you know, Wolfman, Frankenstein's monster, the Invisible Man, and a few of the Paramount ones as well, because we are, I don't want any purists downloading it and saying, oh, actually a few of those do not come from the Universal Monster lots, I know, but just to make good conversation, we're throwing a few additional ones in there like Phantom of the Opera as well. Just, <laughs> just for shits and giggles, because yeah. someone's got to go out first. <laughs> So um, we'll go through them in no particular order, just we'll introduce them first. And then as James said at the beginning, let's pretend hypothetically they're all told you've got to survive one night in a haunted mansion. Doors open at 6am and only one of you is allowed out. Who would win out of a no holds bar fight? And let's let's play to our advantages. It's full moon before anyone says, well, if it's not a full moon, Wolfman won't survive. Mm. Okay. And, it, you know, and Dracula isn't, the soft Dracula's, where if you just put two pieces of wood together and it makes a cross, they cower. You know, we're talking. Yeah.
1: Ballsy We're talking vampires. wearing high collars, mate. Mm. Sucking necks, taking names. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like- makes me sound like a sex pest. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's go with uh, the first one
0: Invisible Man. Ooh. First hitting the screens in 1933. Claude Rains, who would actually go on, I believe, to win an Oscar for his performance, putting the mad in Mad Scientist. Ooh,
1: nice. I like
0: that. I like The Invisible Man. I think most most people will probably know more of the Kevin
1: Bacon works. Uh, Hello, man. Yeah, that was. um. Yeah, that was a film. That was, that was a film. It was always pretty good. What I liked about it was the minor inconvenience sent him straight off the edge. Not only was the, not only was it, I know I get it because his eyelids were invisible. He couldn't sleep, so it's kind of like the insomnia was getting to him. Maybe there was a mixture and of a the chemical, y- yeah, and was, yeah. So everything was primarily in the world. But essentially, it's a conversation where he goes. Did you go out last night? And the run and of the, the mill average guy who's with him, the technician, is like, Did You go out last night, weren't you? Yeah. was like, you Josh do- Brolin, I is, believe. Is, is it? Mm. He's like, Did you do anything? No. And the guy's like, If it was me, I would have fucked someone up. And he's like, Yeah, I might do that. <laughs> it's like, Cheers, mate. <laughs> Cheers, Josh Brolin, you prick. Yeah, I mean, but then again, I
0: suppose the bar isn't really Claude Reigns at this point because in the 80s you would have had Chevy Chase's Invisible Man. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, in that aspect, I believe Ken Baker knocked it out of the park. I'm yeah. in cinema to watch Hollow Man. Yeah, yeah, I remember going and seeing it. I remember, I remember actually quite enjoying it. And you look back at it now, and it's like it's really bad, like PlayStation One graphics. Yeah. When his skin disappears, then his like muscles, and then his central nervous system, and his bones, until so he is nothing. But it was clever, you know. It was the introduction of you know being able to use green morph suits and take Kevin Bacon out of the picture. And um, I imagine on set, an absolute laugh, you know, being the uh, the prop makers and the film, you know, the the film people. Um, you know, being like, "Well, we need to give the illusion that someone is in this room by oh, just I love moving that. things and doors yeah. closing, cupboards opening on their own," and it's playful. And the Invisible Man is scary. I think most uh, shocking of late is the Elizabeth I, Moss one.
1: You know, if I like had to pick a favorite story, the Invisible Man as a threat, not as a main character, works best. Mm. Like the, the idea as well, and and also, I know it's a modern, it's a modern take on this series, but it works for me because Elizabeth Moth has this ex boyfriend, and we don't know any we. Learn about our ex boyfriend through Elizabeth Moss investigating. It's a really well told story yeah. about like the ultimate ex, like Dick X. And yeah, it's really good stories in because it's horrible, it'll happen. And they do this thing like long shots. It's like, Did you see that move? Did, did you? you not? Is he invisible? Is it because halfway through the point. Oh, is it thirty minutes a film? She could be making this all up. Yeah, and then, I mean, and, then and then obviously he turns into like, oh no, it's definitely invisible. <laughs> well, the, the, this is what we talked
0: about a few few episodes back. Where we were saying that the best horror is the horror that isn't just shocks and gore and jumps and boos and all that. It's there's actually a. You know, if you look at a film like The Exorcist, yes, there's all the horror elements to it and the devil and all that kind of stuff, but it's about a man who's lost faith. Mm. And and uh, if you look at Invisible Man, you know, the, the that is someone surviving an abusive relationship. And the first half of that movie is the damaging effects that that toxic relationship can still have on an individual. And the Invisible Man's a great, you know, because he's no longer there, you know, in, in, in this, but he still has a hold on it. And it's such a really good uh, modern um social narrative that I think was really important. And Bloomhouse, I think, knocked that film out of the fucking part. And that I never, I've, I've never really looked into it, but I know when they were trying to bring out the dark universe and they had obviously, no doubt we're going to talk about The uh, the Mummy with Tom Cruise at some point.
1: Yeah, the greatest film I've made, right?
0: But uh, Johnny Depp was signed up for The Invisible Man. That was what he was going to do. And then when that got shit canned and that whole universe got put in the back lot and was like, no, we're not doing it. Burn it. Blumhouse <laughs> was then like, make The Invisible Man movie. And I've never quite understood whether or not that was the Johnny Depp script that he was going to do Ooh. or if this was an original... Um, you know, original piece because that is brilliant. That, is brilliant.
1: that movie, Elizabeth, was m- m- fucking amazing. And
0: in terms of horror, Bloomhouse are just such champions at the moment. For I mean, yeah, The Purge now, a woman like what Purge twenty nine, Planet Purge, you know. But the the first movie, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, Bloomhouse movies are. Decent. And they make every film for 20 million. So, you know, when they brought out Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis and it was the biggest block, uh, October um, horror movies for, for decades or whatever it was. And, um, you know, all those movies they released for 20 mil. So they're, if they release two or three a year, only one of them has to do what Halloween does to pay them all off. That's cool. And that is the, the whole thing about championing new filmmakers and taking chances. And and again, Invisible Man's another one of those. Like, that made so much. It was so successful. It can pay for no end of other goes, you know, and and um, pilots and, and like, let's just give that a shot. Let's just give it a go and see if it works because if it doesn't, we've made enough off these other movies. So the, the Blumhouse model is really good.
1: Well, what's really great about the invisible, the, the invisible model, if you will, you apply it. So if we use something like, it, it kind of exposes the basic humanity as well. So if we look at Buffy the Vampire Slayer, uh, Buffy gets turned invisible in an episode. And with that, because she's got no restrictions and no one can see her, she can walk on the wild side. She has sex with Mike because she can and she won't be judged for it. Then if you go back to like series two, um, a schoolgirl feels ignored and then she turns invisible because of the effects of the Hellmouth. And then she basically becomes like a, like a near school shoe like she starts taking advantage uh, taking liberties with the bullies like she wants to cut them up so no one will forget their face that type of thing so it's like invisibility gives you the power to do whatever your dark imagination wants
0: mm, I'm, I'm going to do that a lot by the way you can't be judged if exactly. people can't oh, see good. it yeah ooh I'll, yeah I, I think I'm going to put it out there straight off the bat. good
1: contender good contender
0: easily the wouldn't invisi- see him coming exactly no. Easy, easily the invisible Man strategy is we'll let them take each other out until there's only one or two left yes play the long game.
1: Play the long That's game. That's The Invisible Man's not going to come out swinging. Oh, but also don't touch anything. So don't sit there and don't sit on a chair and read a book. Yeah. Because the book's not Invisible. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the other thing as well is the Invisible Person, unless it is the Elizabeth Moss movie where he's got, you know, the, the suit, he invisible. He to be he, he does have to be naked. Yeah, naked. So there is also that, you know, if I'm in a room like, is there a naked man in here? <laughs> Double element of horror. I think, you'd be,
1: I think you could sense it. Yeah. <laughs> you'd just, be like, there's balls I it. just sense <laughs> testicles. <laughs> On the chair next to me. Oh yeah. That's a cock.
0: <laughs> yeah, Wolfman's like, That's my balls. That's a- I I I I think I would like to be the invisible man. I think the invisible man.
1: If I had to pick a power, yeah, I think that's quite high. But you would have to go around naked. <laughs> oh, you mean yeah, yeah. yeah oh yeah, I yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. You mean as opposed to now, where I definitely wear clothes everywhere I go. No, um, yeah, but I'd be alright with that. I just what would you do with your power? Because I'd just annoy people. Like I'd I'd come in your house, mate, naked, and you know when you set the dinner, you set the table up for dinner. I'd just move your fork, So You had to keep going back and forth to the kitchen. I would be that guy. I would be. I'd, I would play I the
0: long game. Of- I wouldn't rob a bank, mate. That's what I do. Yeah. Just like I move this. I move this. Yeah, just keep turning the telly off. <laughs> yeah, over and over again. When it
1: gets to a good point as well, mm. unrecord things that they've recorded on the Skybox. Do proper dick, mate, or on my podcast. <gasps> Maybe it was me. Mm.
0: I mean it wasn't. Invisible man, strong, strong contender, big hitter. And following that, also let's go, let's keep it going. Dracula.
1: Ooh, is Dracula. Do you want me? I think Dracula is one of my favourites. I've done a big speech about vampires and Dracula. Do you, do you mind if I go into it?
0: You go, 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 go. <clears throat>
1: so the idea of blood-sucking creatures has been around in almost every civilization that's walked the earth, from the Persians and ancient Babylonia to Roman mythology and to little emo kids in this modern-day setting. <laughs> uh, the vampire is often viewed as the forefather of the vampire genre of fantasy fiction, written in 1819 by John William Palladuri. I've screwed that name up. Good go for it. It was produced as part of a contest that also produced Frankenstein. Yeah. Um, it was seen as the first story to successfully fuse the many different elements of folklore. So folklore being that it was actually Vlad paylor that was the actual real Dracula and the supposed element of vampirism into a coherent story. So <clears throat> it's just old fishwives tales, you know, they were, Vlad the drinks blood, oh, they can't walk in sunlight, oh. But um, uh, let's just say that a standout in this early vampire genre was definitely 1897 when Bram Stoker wrote Dracula, which was well received by reviewers and remains to this day a staple, a literary classic, Mm. the one. The
0: quintessential.
1: So as one of the founding fathers of the classic horror film genre, vampire stories have proven to be a rich subject for countless films and television. Now, I'm going to give you a list of people, mate. They've all played Dracula, Max Shrek. Bella Lugosi, Christopher Lee, Jack Palance, Udo Keir, David Nevin, George Hamilton, I mean that one's weird, Gary Oldman, Bob Peck, Leslie Nielsen, Gerard Butler, Dominic Purcell, Langley Kirkwood, Peter Stomare, Rutger Hauer, Adam Sandler, Ray Liotta, Luke Evans, Jason Isaacs, and in 2023, I swear to God, Nicholas Cage. Mm. Renfield, can't wait. So they've all played Dracula, a character that first hit the screens in 1922, and with two outings registered for next year. So I've done 1922, probably 1931. We'll go with 1931 Bella Lugosi where he actually officially played Dracula and not a cheap knockoff. But there's much more to come from this vampire genre. Blade was a comic book hero that fought vampires while he himself was half vampire. So in the modern day, Day Shift is a recent film on Netflix, action-packed film starring Jamie Lee Fox. Quite enjoyed it. Um, Did I say Jamie Lee Fox? (laughs) So Jamie Foxx for fighting vampires. I liked it. The Underworld series dealt with a secret war of vampires versus wells. What's really cool about that is um, the director went into so much nuance that he trained all the actors in Quebec itself to not blink when they shoot, which is one of the hardest things you can do. If you watch the first film, they don't. Because they're supposed to be soulless, dead. Mm. They don't blink. A Daybreak was an underrated hit told from the viewpoint of futuristic vampiric society. I love that film. Sam Neil was in that as well, wasn't he? Oh, was he? I do not take a word for it. I think he was. Oh. The one with um, Ethan Hawking it as is well. He's Ethan Hawking, yeah. He, play, he plays, they're all vampires at the start and it's like the you pie your coffee with blood. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: think Sam Neill was the, like the corporate exec, CEO, villain. Nice. Gets got his range, head
1: ripped mate. off at the end, I Thing. think. Um, the film it was utter shit. It was. Um, but did you know that in the mid-2000s, Stephanie Meyer would forever change the vampire genre in a way that no one could have foreseen? Gone was the old man in the coffin, and in came the 100 years plus Edward Cullen, who was inexplicably still going to high school like a nonce. nonce. <laughs> but he's because it's right, because he fell in love with a teenager like a nonce. <laughs> Uh, the films during teenagers like they were giving away free iPhones the world went mental at the box office and now for an entire generation vampires don't drink blood they fucking sparkle in the sun if you thought it was worse add a werewolf that falls in love with a baby like a nonce
0: ever <laughs> so not in it I like I, I I get the whole like I, it's great you know it brought a new generation into vampires there's nothing wrong in taking you know source material like vampires or anything like that and, and giving fresh blood into a James <laughs> oh, and changing nice. it around slightly and you know that's great but there is a point where i after through that first movie, I was like right so they're how old and they're still going to school yeah
1: just Why? weird just, I don't know For uh, let's pretend that uh, no got no reason no just like stay at home drink some blood <laughs> yeah just do anything else No, I go to school not a fan of Twilight
0: uh, the first one I didn't mind. Sound- I was more a fan of the soundtrack. soundtrack
1: was kicking, James. I'll tell you what it. But at other times, vampire films were just cool. Films such as The Lost Boys, Dusk Till Dawn, A Girl Walks Home at Night, Let Me In. Not you, Morbius. <laughs> let the right one in. <laughs> Is that what I said? Let the right one in. Oh, Let Me In. And then Let the Right One. I'm jumping ahead. I'm 30 soon. Days of Night, The Affliction, Near Dark Thirst, Only Lovers Left Alive, The Hunger, Let the Right One In, and Kronos. Kronos. Um, so... I know we have talked about a lot of vampires, but they come from the daddy, the Dracula. Now, what about his well-known weaknesses? Silver. A touch of silver burns a vampire's skin. Garlic. Holy water. Religious icon- icon- iconography. Mm. Sunlight. Dead man's blood. Stake to the heart. Fire. Werewolf bite. So, I'm taking from all of the kind of genres here. But what about his benefits? <laughs> He's got fangs. Strength, speed, stamina. Ability to smell. But, you know, he'd smell invisible man. Mm. Smell the blood in him. How do you know he's biting him, though? <laughs> Hypnosis, immortality, shape-shifting, bat-shifting, mm. the ability to hide its true nature, has a demon face, a vampiric face, so can can camouflage itself in society. And when you least suspect you, be char- you're talking to a charming young gentleman. You know, he's asking you about school. Turns out he's a vampire, mate. And I'm just saying, something that like Christopher Lee showed me, quite easy to bring back from the dead. <laughs> if you kill him, eh, minor inconvenience, mate. But you didn't talk about his biggest sweetness Dominic um, Purcell <laughs> well I'm just saying that Dominic Purcell mate his monster face <coughs> was armour mm. which is different from when he appeared in Buffy the Vampire Slayer cool. when he um, when he, he turns into a bat just to ease and again turns himself into smoke as well we're back on Buffy you did done that well yeah, I'm gonna do it for all of them. <laughs> Literally every single one.
0: Dra- Dracula is sexy, right?
1: Dracula is sexy.
0: That Eastern European flair. The, you Fucking know, the
1: ladies love the dramatic Dr- accent. You know, the, <laughs> yeah, the clothes that he wears. You know, mm. the suaveness. You know, bit of imma- a cheat. control controls a bit of a cheat. <laughs> I imagine though, you could sense him coming. And what I mean by that is, is like, are oh, you walking down the street, man in pair of jeans? Oh. Big black overcoat. Oh, yeah. Look at that! Look at that cloak it's, he's got. Styles fifty years out of I've slicked back hair. Yeah. Like, oh, you've used a lot of gel. Tell me about yourself. I went to high school. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think
0: because um, nowadays we just get vampire, don't we?
1: You we do just get vampire, vampire, and and you know, Dracula's the one, but they've watered him down. Unless you're Blade Three, and you want to go for historical accuracy. <laughs> I, I like
0: I like Blade. It's like. She- let wait for the trilogy to bring in Dracula. <laughs> like, don't bring him in the first or the second. Wait to the third. Mm. So that's where we really need to bring him in. At the peak, mate. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I like Dracula. I like, I love the old Chris Lee movies. I like the Bela Gosi stuff. I like even, um, in fact, all incarnations. I also like how it's rooted, as you said, in kind of old fable and fairy tale and old t- tales that people used to tell each other to get scared. Like, heavily influenced by Vlad the Impaler, who... I, I I think if you were his neighbour just
1: put you dip, dip him in tarso, mate, the yeah. smell is
0: horrific. You're like you just you're just finishing painting your fence, you know, your picket fence and then you look across and there's Vlad putting another person on a stick. You're like Vlad
1: you've already got seven, mate. It's a bit weird. <laughs> it's, it's a bit odd. Well he knocked on he knocked on the door during Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> He's got to die.
0: Yeah, I mean at least you don't need one of them stickers that says no cold callers, because I imagine someone on a stick outside your house. <laughs> Puts people off.
1: My thing is, what does Van, what does he do during the day? He just sleeps. I think that's, I think he's depressed, mate. <laughs> no one should sleep all throughout the day and be awake all night. It's not right. He needs to look after himself. Weakness as
0: well, though. That's it, isn't it, You just find his coffin. All these original movies, it was always that, wasn't it? During the day, you know, find his coffin. Always, always underground in the crypt, in the tomb. I was tomb. say, he's
1: always in the same place. It's never like, oh, where would they not look? Next to the sunbed.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just another thing to look there. That's where I would be. I'd be in a sunbed that's not actually turned on, but. He, Everyone thinks it is. Ooh. What a great
1: place to hide if you're a vampire. Do you know where do you know where I would hide? Somewhere else, <laughs> like in a different house. Because because everyone's like, oh dry. he's very loyal to his like estate agent. It's like, yeah. "What? Well, I paid 195 for this house. I'm saying it. <laughs> it's 195, I'm saying it. I think the um the mind control
0: is is one of his most deadly. And you know, we we talked about this where you know you, the different carnations of what they can and can't do, what their powers are, it kind of changes, but the I always, I always liked my Dracula as that guy who kind of whispered in the ear and almost kind of mind controlled anyone that he spoke to made him twice as deadly because if he didn't want to eat you or cause he just, you know, drank a, drank a human somewhere yeah, else. Drank,
1: drank some, something good. Yeah. yeah,
0: Drained someone. And, uh, and he's like, Oh, but you know, I do need a, I need a lackey. Mm. I was like that, you know, you see these films of Dracula where you as the audience know who he is and he waltz into like a ball and everyone's dancing away and you know, it, Pans past a, a, a mirror and he's got no reflection and he just whispers in someone's ear and off they go. They're his. They're, you know, I, I Dracula is a formidable
1: foe. He is a formidable foe, but I'm going to say this now be easy to spot. Yeah. So you go around someone's house, you go, why are your mirrors covered up? Oh, are you a vampire? Or you've got big, open your curtains. No, you're a vampire. Or half in corpse. Yeah. You're you a vampire. Yeah. I don't reckon they're, um, I don't think Dracula... But then again, part of me said, you don't need to hide, mate. He hides in plain sight. It's like, I am, I am the I'm the Dracula. I'm the daddy. I'm the pap daddy. I started in 1931. I've gone through every genre of film. There's something. Every genre of film. Uh, sorry, from every every era of film and also every genre. Because I didn't even mention in vampire films, um, in, the, uh, in the Shadows, which is one of my favourite vampire films. It's a hilarious film. Mm. The opening scene where... Um, oh... Basically, he's like, worst part of my day. And he opens the curtains. He goes, oh, absolutely <laughs> fun. Man. I love that. And a great cast. And what was that Johnny Depp one? That In was, that, that was the Shadows one the shadows? Oh, that well. was that. in the. Oh, that might have been in the Shadows as well. Sorry. What we do in the Shadows what is we do the, do in the shadows comedy one with uh, Taika In the Dark Shadows. Dark or Shadows or yeah. something. That's crap. That, that <laughs> didn't hit, did it? No. That really struggled. Well, it was in that Johnny Depp dark era. It turns out to, to reignite his career, he just had to go to court. So there you go. Mm. Yeah. We stayed away from that for a few weeks. I'm glad we did. Let's move on. Uh, next creature is
0: uh creature from the Black Lagoon, a.k.a. Gilman. <laughs> Do you know what the best
1: way to get to, to stop Gilman? And and I'm going to stick up for Gilman now. Stay on the fucking swamp. Yeah. <laughs> who, who goes, right, you're like, I understand this. Jason, you know, he hunts people, he kills people because they're in his area. Fuck off. Or, you know, Mike Myers really hates his non-sister for a bit. He's like, that. like, But these teenagers... Go to the swamp <laughs> of their own accord. You kind of deserve to
0: die. Yeah, well, I mean, in the in the fifties uh, sci-fi B movie one, the creatures discovered from a scientific exploration that are uh, pissing about in the Amazon. And Subsequently, uh, awaken or or disrupt Gilman, mm. um, which then has deadly <laughs> consequences. But and in the original as well, you've also got a very young Clint Eastwood, really, in the 50s, yeah. But yeah, Gilman, I mean, it's yes, if you're in the water, um, maybe, maybe, yeah, get out of the water, you know, claws, <laughs> but also who goes who goes something in the fucking swamp,
1: <laughs> yeah. He's
0: also quite slippery, yeah. Uh, he's strong in the movie, flips over cars. Mm-hmm. But, Um, but is essentially a fish. He's pretty slow. And if you take out his gills, you take out the man. (laughs) As Kevin Costner
1: learned. If you you take out the man, the gills can't do much. No. I would say often misunderstood though, Mm because I remember in the episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, they used the demon, they used the demon genes to create, they've got a swimming team not doing very well. So the coach doses them with pheromones made out of gill man demons Mm. and they take over the body and they, they turn into them. So ultimately not their fault. And so you're no, always to blame. You went into there. I imagine Gilman don't come to your house. He's not going to knock on the door and go, "I'm going to knife you up here and I'm going to eat you with my gills." Yeah. If we went into his swamp and took a dump, or or like murdered someone and threw their corpse in it, or dumped radioactive waste, Gilman might be like, do, "Do you mind?" Yeah. Which is quite often the thing. If it's not setting off nuclear
0: bombs or or things like that 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 cause these like monsters to become massive size, which mm. is a big thing. You know, it's always pissing about in their territory. Yeah, it just fuck off. I can't help but
1: think, well, they were there first. In Anaconda, that's its house. Yeah. <laughs> Do why what I mean? I? Don't get me started on Anaconda. They blow up. A, they blow up a bridge. In Anaconda, they blow up a bridge, a bridge mm. that a massive snake would easily be able to navigate. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no. <laughs> but also, that's what I think is missing from the movie Waterworld is I mean, why are you like this Kevin Costner, and he just has a flashback. He's like. <laughs> My, my granddad. It's, 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 he sees his mum holding hands with a fish man. That's it. Just Gilman taking names, but then he takes the hand of a lady. It's just like, you tried on. to stop them. Come with me. Come back to my swamp. And then that's his dad. And, he, and he's been searching
1: ever since. And that's why he doesn't want to be on dry land because one place Gilman won't be. I like the idea that Gilman has left. Because he's like, no, she's dead now. I don't want to look after you. Go away, Gilman, too.
0: Or if at the end of that movie, at the end of World, he got like really horrifically scarred and he's like, he's like, I yo, Joe, And he just jumps in the water and then it's like, Waterworld 2, Gilman. Because like, no one would have seen that coming.
1: No one would have seen that coming. Mm. I'm just going to tell you now, though. reckon Gilman might be the
0: first to go. I, I worry. <laughs> the, this is how oh, Gilman is in this movie, right? Yeah. The, you know, you, you're probably following a character like Dracula or or um, probably Wolfman, who we're going to get to, or mm. the mummy. But we're following someone who's our main antagonist through this journey. And after they've just had a battle, a fight, they wander off and they find themselves in the lower level with the underground swimming pool. Mm-hmm. And they think they're alone, lights are off, the water's blue and glistening, steamy. Mm-hmm. And then they think it's the invisible man because they hear some noise. And then all of a sudden, Gilman, bah. <laughs> Right. Lock him in the sauna. Yep. But no, that's that's what I mean. You would fight him in a set room.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and then once that one person's gone, it's like they leave a note that
0: says, don't go in here. It's like the movie Street Fighter, James. You can't have Blanka running around everywhere. You've got to go see him in one room and then that'd be it. That's Gilman. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, that, weirdly, a... weirdly your logic made complete sense to it. <laughs> <me. laughs> you can't have him walking around because you'd be like, get back in the water, Gilman. <laughs> You've got to get him to go to the water.
1: Mm. Or maybe there's a pond outside. I love the fact he shows up. He must show up in a bath. Yes. <laughs> he gets shot off and he's slashing around. Or like, so I've, I've come from his swamp. Or let, let's say,
0: let's say the, uh, let's say Invisible Man's trying to find a gun mm. and he's, and he has to go. F- and then for some reason, the key is at the bottom of the swimming pool. Because <laughs> it be? Because it's a trap. And then, yo man, Bah! I'm trying to find a way, James, to make him... He's dead. He's Unfortunately,
1: dead. Gilman comes in. It's like, where's the water? The other people have just turned it off. <laughs> so he slowly dies. Uh,
0: another victim I think is going to go out of this pretty quickly. And putting in here just for the laughs is uh, another Gerald Butler, because we... we wait, brushed, wait,
1: wait, wait, was Butler?
0: Well, we brushed over the fact that he was Dracula yeah. in, in
1: Dracula 2000. Yeah, he was. That don't was pretend terrible. you don't fucking know. I think...
0: Was that was that the Johnny Lee Miller one?
1: It was because you don't get confused with Coolio, who plays Dracula in year th- in Dracula Three Thousand. Oh yeah, thousand yep. times better. Um,
0: but Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> I'm
1: not letting that stand. <laughs>
0: uh, Phantom of the Opera. So the the uh, the Phantom, the the monster, if you like, lurking underneath the the Paris Opera House, the labyrinth of tunnels in his lair, full of weird traps.
1: He's just a regular guy
0: in a mask. who can sing.
1: Yeah. Right. Is that about it? Yeah, that is it. Yeah. And, and no, no, that's does hard. he have superpower? He's right? got the, he's got a great power that he's he knows where things are in his area that he's lived the majority of his life. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I know where the emergency exit is. I know where the fire extinguisher is. Oh, I know. So we put him in a strange house, mate. He's he's gonna be. Where am I? What well, what am I gonna do? Can I sing a song? <laughs> Can I? Because I always assumed that he had like back and forth calls in the middle of the night with the Hunchback of Notre Dame. They're I just, think they did, just singing over France.
0: <laughs> I like to think that they met up to play chess or something oh, with nice. a nice glass
1: of wine. It's like busy day. Yeah, yeah. it was just singing. We're just trapping Esmeralda in the cathedral. Oh, that That's nice, it. Man. I live in
0: the attic. You live in the basement. <gasps> oh my god! We meet on the ground level though
1: because <gasps> they're equals. <gasps> that that sounds like. That sounds, that sounds like genuinely a, a film that's coming.
0: Andrew, Andrew Lowe was like, oh,
1: maybe I could write
0: the music. He did write the sequel, didn't he? To fan of the opera. Love did... Never Sleeps, Love Never Dies. Oh, sounds like a Bond movie.
1: Oh my God, it sounds awful.
0: I'm sure he did. Death Never... I don't, I know. don't care. <laughs> I, I don't. I just, <laughs> do you know what? Bored myself.
1: <laughs> I bored myself <laughs> talking about... Um, He's dead. He's dead. He, he's there. Give Dracula a boost so he yeah. can suck his blood and be like, I can sing songs now. Um, I'm gonna tell you now, um, I can't think of a time that Family Opera appeared in a buffy episode. So I'll just go back to the musical episode, which was very good. Mm. <laughs> so
0: Dark Horse in this contender. Oh, I like a dark horse. And, and 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 someone that I just genuinely wanted to succeed in the Tom Cruise ill-fated uh revamp. But lives on forever in the Brendan Fraser film series. That is the Mummy.
1: Yes, oh, I love that film. That's that's a great. That's Joy, you know, If you think of the word fun, it's a fun film. Mm.
0: Supposed to kick off the MonsterVerse with Tom Cruise, but arguably, oh, sorry, Boris, I was talking about the original. Yeah, one. yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> so arguably Boris Karloff's 1932 film um, that you know really brought him into uh, into into the mainstream. Curses, archaeological expeditions, spells, revived Egyptian priest named Ima Im- Im- Teb- Im- yeah. Yeah. Reincarnated to finding his ancient love would d- did great in 1933. Wouldn't do great during the pandemic when toilet roll is worth the same <laughs> as goals.
1: Fucking bum rushed, <laughs> mate. Bum rushed in little. <laughs> Give us your skin. I need to wipe my eyes. Uh,
0: I I I think the mummy at first glance is not a strong contender because of how slow he is. Yeah, and because he's not very intimidating. It's not, but
1: but again, but he's cool. He is cool, and also I think. In this, you know, we're gonna have our favorites, you know, Dracula. I've already said it. it's Dracula, mate. He's got to be in the top tier. But the mummy, right? I'm gonna tell you now. Let's let's look at let's take a different spin on it. Let's look at Brendan Fraser when he took him on. Do you know what I think might have been a mistake? If I was the king of Egypt, I'm like, Who's touched you? Mm. And then I was like, Oh, oh, you you your priest, your priest has touched you. I went, Yeah, I'm gonna fucking kill him so much that when he comes back to life, <laughs> he's gonna have powers and shit. And, and I've just been like Oh, well, you should just quiz that. <laughs> no, no, not only that, but the ability to resurrect him, you're going to write on a bit of paper, and then and then you're going to burn it in front of him. No, no, I'm going to bury it next to him. And then to kill him, I'm going to bury that book fucking miles that way. It's <laughs> just like, uh, maybe you should just chop his hands off. Maybe you should just kill him normally. Why would you kill him in a way that he has powers? It's, it's, I'll be honest, mate, dick move. <laughs> when you started that with
0: Priest touching you, I thought we were going to go So we're very different.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Was that in a Buffy
1: episode? Yeah, no, the mummy does appear in episode episode two, episode I, two of uh, sorry series two, series two. She falls in love with Xander because she's been she was a mummy from a young age. She was cursed, and she found true love, and she just wants to exist again. So there is a there is a line side of the mummy. And let's be honest, though, Imhotep here just wants to resurrect his wants to say when he resurrects her, instead of ruling the world, they're just like let's go to Disneyland. Mm. And they're not necessarily evil. And I reckon Imhotep could probably take out Dracula. I don't think I don't think the mummy's ne- necessarily evil. In that interpretation, well, now if we look at the mummy that attacks Hulk Hogan at the end of Halloween Havoc, evil. That's right, that happened. <laughs> so I, I think mummies are like if you, if it's just
0: their bare hands, you yeah. know, they they they're the kind of thing that you think well, if you punch him the arm's gonna fall off. Or, or they're just, dusty.
1: Or just sidestep him. It's, it's one of these things. It's like do you remember when you said like Batman's Batman's nemesis is sidestep man? Yeah. Because he's just moved out of his field of vision. The mummy. Just just Move around them.
0: Yeah, Batman's <laughs> never defeated a crab.
1: But I think the, with the mummy,
0: like, the, it's just that whole supernatural element, isn't it? Of like, the mummy's the kind of character that screams and locusts come out of his mouth. Yeah. They plague whatever's in front of him, or, you know, it's the
1: curse. You don't fuck about with curses, James. I think the mummy's the most blank canvas. So we've got all of these. They've got an established, like, mythology. They've got standard powers. Like, the mummy could, like, literally just come at you and go, could cut off your arms and legs. You, mm. you know, I don't really know. The mummy's got.
0: Do you think he regenerates? Yeah. Do you no, think no. he picks his arm up and just sews it back on a bit like Frankenstein's monster?
1: I don't think he needs to. I think he cuts his arm off and throws it at you. Mm. There you go. Anyway, I think the mummy might possible Dark Horse. Possible Unexpected
0: Dark Horse. Um, I'll tell you a movie that I do, do want to see. And we have seen it because we've seen split personalities. We've seen schizophrenic characters, but the Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde conundrum mm. um, is one of them that I think would make great storytelling because I, it is most, you, you could do the form of, you know, like old school, you know, London back in the day, Jack mm. the Ripper, yeah. you know, Jekyll and Hyde going on at the same time. Or you could do modern day and it has been done. You know, there's been like ITV dramas of, of, uh, I think James Nesbitt was in one. Yeah. yeah, I, I believe so. Um, um, Released the same year as Frankenstein, Dracula, Frederick March won an Oscar for his unhinged and unsettling performance as a possessed doctor who tests a new formula that unleashes people's inner demons. The film is an adaptation of The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, which came out in 1886 by Robert Louis Stevenson uh, and tells the tale of a man who takes a potion that turns him from a mild-mannered man of science into a homicidal maniac.
1: Oh, that's brilliant. I really like what uh, Stanley did with this and turn into an Incredible Hulk. He did turn into, well, <laughs> no, yeah. No, he didn't, did he? He did, he did another one, didn't he? He did, Hulk Frank-
0: <laughs> is the, Frank. he's Frankenstein's monster. Doesn't make any
1: sense. Yeah. it's such a blatant, but it's not. You could, there's only so many finite ideas. He's a serial killer. If the modern retelling you this, he's a super cop who's catching a serial killer who is himself. That's the story. That's, that's the legitimate. Every time I hear this, it's like, you, brute strength, psychopathic killer would be amazing. I even like, you know that film that we, we we're really dancing around, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Like, neither one of us wants to mention it because then we'd have to talk about it. Yeah. But, but even, I loved that portrayal. I thought it was awesome because he was so gigantic and off his moon. Yeah. It was an absolute smash. I really liked that. And I believe it's uh, Jason Fleming or something. I don't think he did a really good but job. Even is,
0: even is in Van Helsing, the, the other movie that we're skirting around. Oh, with fuck. The, oh, the it's Hugh still Jackman, Jason Fleming as well. Yeah, the, uh, the Jason, uh, I sorry, don't wanna- the, the 2004 Van Helsing uh, ja- Hugh Jackman movie, where at the beginning he's, you know, he's like the over the top. Cockney, yes. or oh, you found me if you with his cigar on the go. And oh, it's-
1: I'll go get you, Wolverine. Wolverine. I don't understand though his top hat grows. when he grows Yeah, that's, that's the real science. <laughs> <laughs> or
0: oh, that cigar's grown.
1: It's just <laughs> no. I'd like to think he went in there. He was like, I can have like a normal one, and then about twenty glued together, <laughs> please. Yeah, Doctor Jekyll's just walking around with his
0: over the size cigar and top hat, just in case. No reason, no reason, just in case. But um, yeah, I, I like the Jekyll and Hyde storyline, and I imagine actors fucking love it—the idea of yeah. getting to play unhinged and sophisticated man of science, you, you know, and um, animalistic. I'm
1: surprised that one hasn't—that's the one I'm of all of these so far. That's the one I'm surprised it hasn't been re- rebooted because it won an Oscar what, in the '30s. Yeah. I mean, I would, um, I would do it the other way
0: around with the majority of the movie you're following Hyde and actually the inconvenience is when he turns into a sophisticated man. <laughs> now, that, I would put it on his head. Like, that. like, can you imagine, can you imagine it's like, you know, he's like beast thing. He's like, he's like, uh, what, who is it? Um, Kelsey Grammer as beast. Obviously. That's like Hyde. And he's like, and then, we, and then he turns into Adam
1: Sandler. <laughs> And he's like, turn me back. <laughs> yes. Turn me back. turn him back. He <laughs> and his family are like, I'd rather live with a idol maniac than Adam Sandler. Yeah, I I, I really, really crave. You know Fuck me. There's a story, mate, where Adam Sandler takes a potion and turns into Michael Shannon. Make that film. <laughs> just Make that film. Just Adam Shannon's Sh- a good call. Well, as- Shannon's a great call for yeah. Dr. Jekyll. Yes. Make it. I'm sick of having great ideas. I'm pissed off because no one ever makes them. Mm. Except for when I was a kid. When I was a teenager, I had the idea of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Regretted
0: that.
1: <laughs> I still maintain to the day. Thanks, James. <laughs> someone someone stole that idea from me. They mm. must have done. I had that down to the T. Um,
0: yeah, unsettling uh, that movie, but I think well well ready for a revamp. And of course, we we nearly got it. I suppose with um, with uh, Russell Crowe.
1: Russell Crowe Crow. Crow was a great choice. Because that is Russell Crowe, right? Russell Crowe. Russell Crow is a nice guy, and then a the flip of a coin will smash a hotel room. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so you just—I mean, he is—he's Russell Crowe. Why don't we call it Mister Jekyll and Doctor Hyde? Oh, uh, sorry, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. He's just Russell Crowe on a Tuesday. Yeah, and Russell Crowe later that Tuesday. You could, you could
0: have, you could have Russell Crowe, and then you could have Russell Crowe in the movie Unhinged as as yeah. the the, the Mister Hyde character.
1: <laughs> just the slightest inconvenience, mate. I'm going to kill everyone, you know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Wolfman oh, strong contender 1941 Long Cheney Jr. as Larry Talbot who no, through no fault of his own gets attacked bitten by a werewolf and then as we know anyone who gets bitten by a werewolf and the next full moon will become a werewolf themselves uh, a cursed human Larry has the odd ability to turn into a savage werewolf when the moon is full this grants him strength savagery endurance stealth bloodlust and really, to kill him, you need a you need a silver bullet, which is... I don't see the mummy packing that kind of material. Invisible Man might be smart to it. Gilman's got no chance. Then webbed hands aren't working a gun.
1: Uh, maybe Dracula Dra- can't pick it I up because he doesn't like silver. Dracula doesn't like silver either. But will Dracula get... I mean, no. We, I mean, we don't need to get into this bit. Um, I think Wolfman's a great shot. Wolfman's cool as well. Like, Wolfman could, could be an easy... Yeah, like, a good guy. He could also... Right, for example, he could fight Dracula... He could probably fight Dracula for, you know, the soul of Frankenstein's monster that might give birth to Dracula's babies. Ooh. Which will stop a curse on Kate Beckinsale and her boring family.
0: Is this is the Van Helsing yeah, movie again, is,
1: I'm afraid. But do you know what? Vampire right, so here's another thing as well. It might go against I don't really know. They're animalistic. They're pure Mm. rage. They don't think ahead. So you will not come up with a plan as Wolfman. Um, I remember Oz in the series of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. When he got in, he had no choice, man. Every full moon, Mm. he would turn into a wolf. He wasn't in control. He'd wake up in the morning and see the ramifications of his actions. But he he wasn't in control. He'd be like, oh my God, I've shit the bed. (laughs) Oh my
0: God, I've done this. I like that cinema trick, doesn't it, of like beginning of the movie because you don't want to see you don't want to see the werewolf to begin with so what no. you often see and is you're
1: always usually disappointed
0: you always <laughs> often see like the, the aftermath like blood and then it and then it's like somewhere very public like a park and mm. then the camera zooms out and there's a naked man in a yeah. bush and you're like nonce <laughs>
1: where's he going to school yeah it's it's, it's
0: <laughs> yeah I, I like wolfman but I, I think you right so it goes one or two ways depends who mm-hmm. you it depends who's writing the movie if the wolfman is a true incarnation of the character, mm. they, it's fucking savage. You're in the room with a wolf, a wolf man, Yeah, with them claws, them teeth, that smell, that strength and stamina. Ooh, it's got to look like a wolf. You're talking life. seconds.
1: I, I, I'm going on two legs. My wolf man's on two legs. Yeah. He uses, he, 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 not four legs. I think that's, what's the point? You're just a big dog.
0: Yeah. Scratch it, your belly. But then there's others where it'll be like, here, boy, and they throw a stick in the freezer yeah.
1: and then they lock it, and it's like Wolfman's out of the game. I would not go against Dog Soldiers Werewolves. Oh, <laughs>
0: yeah, what they, a film!
1: That's an amazing film. And I remember we started waxing lyrical about how great that film was. No, mm. what? Well, no, I just those would terrify me. That
0: movie is the gift they kept on giving when I had it on DVD, and I get I ran that movie into the ground. How much I watched that film, it was so funny. And uh, even right at the end, you know, where it's like, it's just the headline and it's like, dog, dog at my platoon. And then it zooms out and on the newspaper, it's like, England five, Germany one. (laughs) It's like, it didn't even make like the front page. (laughs) Oh, what if you haven't seen, if you listen to this episode, you haven't seen dog soldiers. It's one of the rare occasions where horror comedy works, you know, like short of dead works, you know, there are, it's not, it's not exclusive, but it is is one of the best horror movies that works. That is a comedy.
1: Um, A really good 19, uh, 18 as well. It's very gory. Yeah, he's gory. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think Wolfman's in with a shout. He probably, so this is, it, it, I think he's probably the favourite right now.
0: Put it on the table. It's- Dracula, educated, smart. Mm. It starts, walks in a room, doors open. In comes the invisible man because he's got a hat on. We know where he is. He's
1: in- smoking a cigar because why?
0: In-, in comes Gilman. He's like, where's the pool? Hold on, Gilman. <laughs> Dracula. We need to band together. Yeah. We need to get Wolfman out of the game quick. Mm. Because if we do that, then we'll, you know, gentlemen's agreement. Yeah. Because that's the only way they're beating the Wolfman is if they all pour in together and get rid of him.
1: Yeah, that's probably a good shout, yeah. And I can see that happening in the movie. My my problem is, though, I'm Dracula. Oh, Gilman, could you do this? And Gilman goes, (laughs) just like, oh my God, what? (laughs) But... I was going to say Batman then, (laughs) but Dracula does work best with Alice. He does need, because I don't think Dracula's all about the fighting, mate. I think he's more in the background. I just think, right, so you said they've all walked in. I imagine Wolfman walks in and just rips someone to shreds immediately. Invisible man can't hide from him, but we're saying that. There's probably a big contender missing, mate. It's probably probably the number one contender. Definitely the top three, mate. Someone's missing. Who is it? Frankenstein's monster. Frankenstein's monster that we are going to definitely refer to as Frankenstein. So just, we're going to fuck it up. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to do it.
0: So I was I was just getting the date with it as well. Of, sorry, I'll raise it in a minute. Um, yeah, Frankenstein's monster. This is the one that I wanted to bring to the table as my contender. You, whereas you went into a deep dive into Dracula and kind of did your did your homework. For me, it's um, Frankenstein's monster, and let's also put in there the Bride of Frankenstein, which some <laughs> people will say was a superior sequel. I disagree because it's very much that like the first movie, and then the Bride of Frankenstein. They just there's lightning. I think that's
1: part of the story, because I remember when the Frankenstein creature appears in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, one of his main concerns is that he wants a bride. And, you know, just because you've been made out of dead people, you're not necessarily a bad person. It's the crushing loneliness that will drive you to the edge. And Mm. that's something that the Buffy episode makes quite clear. The Buffy. I thought you didn't think I could do it. The monster,
0: <laughs> given immortal life by the miracles of science. He's immune to conventional damage and all types of being shot, starved, stabbed, bludgeoned, and poisoned. He's immune to all of it, and display, although he does uh, display an acute fear of fire. But then again, they all fear fire, James. Mm. Gilman, Invisible yeah. Man, Dracula, yeah. Wolfman. hes going to He's going to stink when he goes up. Oh my God, I never even thought about it. Dark contender. Fire. The strength, the strength for 20 men as he wreaks havoc on a quaint uh, German countryside. So this it comes from Mary Shelley's novel Frankenstein or the modern Prometheus as it was also called. What
1: a name. Mm,
0: that's a great band name. If I wasn't, wasn't already in a band called Lavia, L-A-V-I-R-E, check that he, out. Oh. Um, the modern Prometheus. What a fucking name. He is an awesome name. And I'm
1: surprised he is not a name of a band. Mm. Probably probably, He's got to be. Yeah.
0: Released in 1818, it's part horror, part science fiction, laced in religious themes and moral dilemmas. The story tells of a medical student, (coughs) sorry, Victor Frankenstein, who one rainy November night in a German town, Ingolstadt, successfully reanimates the dead and creates a zombie-like monster made of various body
1: parts and organs stitched together. Metal as oh. It is pretty metal. It is it's, it's lug nuts sticking out of the neck. It's different parts. It's the whole idea is it's crawling to your skin. They're already dead and mm. someone has come around and gone, do you know what? I like this arm. Yeah. But I never understood how Frankenstein, the actual inventor Frankenstein, the creator, how does he do it? Does he, <laughs> does he look like just in the obituaries and went, oh, she's dead. 97, probably not going to. Oh, car crash, 323 year I'll do that. <laughs> does Frankenstein have like great teenager legs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would turn on a 400... they look great in heels. they look great in here, That, you know, with vampire would be like, "Oh, I'll mm. go to a high school for that. <laughs> and also, when, he gets to,
0: when he gets to, like, the crotch, does he just go, probably do not need it. Yeah, that's what probably doesn't need, you know, so, so why, does inconvenience. why does he
1: need a wife? Just be like, oh, just smooth action man him. Yeah. <laughs> just or, sew his underpants.
0: Doing Frank Stella, like he wakes up, the monster wakes up, and he's like, God, oh, these biceps, this neck, this chest. What <laughs> is <Okay>. that penis? <laughs> Where did you get that from? It's too, it's too big. It's, it's a third leg. What's this? That I'm, how am I going to get any work done?
1: <laughs> <laughs> or the other way around? Or, Are you taking the piss? Or, <laughs> am he, I not finished? Or has he done it the wrong way around? He looks down and says, like, where's my piss? Oh, my bum. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've given you a front ass. What? <laughs> Listen, I'm the scientist and I'm telling you. If it was made now, it would be like, why have I got rest? <laughs> Just like something's fun to look at because I spend my entire time in this <laughs> laboratory and I've got no life. That'd
0: be weird, yeah. It? yeah. Yeah, I've given you breasts on your knees.
1: <laughs> oh my
0: god, <laughs> just, genius! <laughs> just, just for giggles. If you're not good, I, I, I won't give you your other foot. <laughs> um, I could take your shins away. <laughs> Fiction's most notable uh, monster, a greenish colour, seven foot, bolt sticking out of the neck. In literature, he's described as being yellowish, with skin only just stretched over the muscles and veins, with watery eyes and black hair. Horrified by his creation, Victor flees, leaving the monster alone. I like that as well. He's like, not my problem, mate. (laughs) I've (laughs) made him. Do you know what? He looks fucking shit. I know. I, just uh, see it. <laughs> and off he goes. <laughs> Leaving the monster alone. Una- unaware of who he is or what he is, the monster takes clothes, wanders off into the wilds, only to be faced by a mob of angry locals who are unable to accept him. He finally tracks down Frankenstein, demands he creates a bride so that the monster has someone uh, to live with. Unable to go through with it, the monster takes deadly revenge. So in the in the in the book, sorry, in the mirror Shelley, they they reunite in Scotland. The Frank the monster um, get, gets Victor, and he's like, "Make me a bride." He says yes, but then he doesn't. The Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, because now he's
1: got fucking morals all of a sudden. It's like I was like, oh, I was fine hacking those other body parts up. Now you've asked me to do it a second
0: time. Yeah, nah. it's like look, it's wrong. And then the monster's like, why? he's like, well, look at you. <laughs> Look at it. Look in the mirror, you dickhead. I've, g- I've given you nipples for, for eyebrows.
1: <laughs> Why did you do this Because yeah. I could. <laughs> You've got seven ears, mate. <laughs> You've got, I love the dolphins tied on your head. You're a fucking mug, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um. I love, I love our idea of Frankenstein's horse. Awesome.
0: And the, the the tracks are down to Scotland. They have a, They're you know, then Frankenstein's monster then do, does become deadly. It, it, it kills a couple of villagers, including the kid. Very, um, very, what's it of mice and men, isn't it? The, Lenny, Lenny character.
1: Alfalfa. Alpha, tell me about. Tell me about the look rabbits, at it, George.
0: Mate. Look at the flowers, <laughs> um, and then yeah, in this and, they, and they, then they track each. It, then it's all on ships going to the Arctic, and then yeah. So the the movie is sorry, the book is very kind of globe trotting. Most of the mo- movies take place in castles, haunted houses, yeah. um, basements, laboratories, lightning. Um, you know, but it's fascinating fascinating story since then the story's been retold adapted for stage film radio television and comics we just we'll talking about stanley stealing um Frank Stein is the model for the hawk and then his lawyers were like he probably shouldn't be gray so he turned him uh, green but yeah the earliest hawk was a gray character about the bolts. Um, undoubtedly, the story has fascinated audiences and, and became a hit, despite the fact that many still confuse Victor Frankenstein uh, and the name Frankenstein with the creature that he created. On the sur- surface, of very macabre gothic horror that includes grave digging, stitching human organs together um, with parts from uh, Graves and, and the Butchers. But ultimately, the themes within the book and the novel are around what it means to play God, to give life, the literature is focused on love, free will, consequences of our actions. Focused on the idea that society fear what they don't understand, or the belief that uh, something that is so unholy and ugly must be evil. But then, the other thing about Frankenstein's monster is he he's smart, he's educated. Most people see him you know, the Karloff off yeah. like kind of like zombie like. But again, literature and a lot. If you look at the Rory Kinnear telling of uh, the the monster in Penny Dreadful or whatever that's in the TV yeah, show. Right. Is. You know, very rapidly learns, you know, becomes very well, sure smart. He's probably got like three
1: brains, three brains and 20 testicles. <laughs> <laughs> Dangling from his knees. No shins. <laughs> and One massive thigh. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know what you're imagining right now. I'm imagining be brilliant. Yeah. I think Frank, the problem with Frankenstein, I'm going to say it now, mate, you know, one of my favorite tellings of Frankenstein is from an episode of the X-Files when it's exactly the same story, brings to brings birth, you know, uses these body parts to create a monster. Mm. The monster just likes Cher. So, same, and, so so and. and Molly take them to Vegas to see Cher. If that one shows up in the house, mate, getting mm. butt-fucked, <laughs> getting
0: absolutely <laughs> fucking
1: destroyed. Well, it, it, it depends.
0: And you could argue anyway that the monster isn't a villain. I mean, he does do villainous things, but ultimately he, he's a creation that has daddy issues. Um, He's described as sensitive, emotional, intelligent, prone to anger and violence, and he's very good at speaking. He learns to speak from a family that he observes. He teaches himself how to read books. He has a severe sense of rejection. Uh, so he's, he's kind of emo before emo was there. Yeah, that is actually very emo.
1: Yeah.
0: Very emo. Um <laughs> when not you
1: write a song about it and cry? <laughs>
0: You bitch. (laughs) The first ever Frankenstein film was a a silent short movie uh, from 1910, but it was the 1931 version with Boris Karloff, directed by James Well, which really set the Frankenstein film uh, genre in motion. Since then, there've been over 65 films commissioned, including... The Bride of Frankenstein, The Curse of Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein on Campus, Blackenstein, The Evil of Frankenstein, Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell, Frankenstein Created Women, Frankenstein Must Be Destroyed, Ghost of Frankenstein, I Was a Teenage Frankenstein, of course, Young Frankenstein, as well as Herman in The Monsters, and as previously mentioned, The Hulk in Marvel. Whilst Karloff and Lee gave the character depth and theatre, recent years the likes of De Niro, Branner, Eckhart, Radcliffe, and McAvoy have struggled to bring life into the story. Such a fucking Kenneth Branagh film that wasn't it was. He was stank of Kenneth Branner, <laughs> like didn't he? You could it? smell it coming. Jesus. Uh, the John Lee Miller and Cumberbatch stage performance was uh, met high uh, praise. That was where uh, they swapped roles halfway through the run. Yeah, what are you
1: saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's not halfway through the production, halfway through the run of the thing. So halfway like through the run. Actual, yeah. 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 So for
0: the first like two months, it was one way and then they swapped. So that was, was pretty cool. Because
1: cool. <laughs> now that you know both characters, you can add different layers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and also I, they're two
1: great actors. So that'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. And and I, I think, Benedict Cumberbatch really, from what I saw of it, looked like he really embodied it. And the prosthetics, you know, all them nipples dangling from his,
1: <laughs> from, his ears. from his ears. Yeah,
0: <laughs> um, his, his weakness yet yeah, is uh, is fire, although not depicted in the book. But often it, the films end with him running into a burning building or a windmill falling on him. Villagers chasing him. Why do they keep
1: going in windmills? <laughs> like, just like if you were a villain, like any villain whatsoever, and you had open road. <laughs> or a windmill. Why would you go, do you what, now they won't expect me to run into a windmill for a fourth time. It's, it's, the so, most, it's
0: the most European ending, isn't it? Running into a windmill with your clogs on. Uh, um, but no, the biggest uh, weakness of him is uh, the huge Jackman in the Van Helsing movie That's the He is
1: genuinely the worst thing in that film. And that's quite impressive, too, there's an awful lot of shit in that film. He does come
0: across... And I, I assume it's a he, depending on what uh, Victor stitched down there. But it's he uh, it does always come across as either brain dead zombie like or Shakespearean tortured, oh, it, you know. Like, is, yes, and yes. I like my Shakespearean torture. I like him howling out the out the window as the lightning's hitting. He's like, "Why have you created me?" Like that kind of again, very emo.
1: Yeah, I believe he sails off into the sunset to read a book. to he in the end?
0: I don't know. I don't know. But I don't, um, I don't think anyone survives that film. The the I, I really 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 like Frankenstein's monster, and I think that he's he's a juggernaut. He's a powerhouse, strength for twenty men. Again, you put him in close combat. Yeah, that's a good. Gets point. his hands around Dracula, mate. I think it's game over. Snap like a twig.
1: Don't he would though. And now this is this is a discussion. Last time, I feel like we should have it because I said he walks into a room. Say he goes into the study because I don't think he wants to fight. I think if he's forced to fight, that's where he'll go. I think he goes to the study to stay away from him. Maybe he barricades the door. Maybe he just wants to see if he can survive the night and then just leave. Mm. Dracula's already in
0: there. No, Invisible Man would be in
1: there. Well, for for the purpose of the story I'm about to tell. (laughs) It's Dracula. Dracula talks to him a little bit and goes, maybe this life isn't for you. I reckon Dracula could talk him into it. Mm. Dracula would basically, his his biggest power wouldn't be his his physical threat. It would be, maybe this isn't life for you. I mean, you are a bit of a monster. You've got 14 knees and no Mm. toes. You keep falling over. James has turned you to right freak in his storyline. He's given you one thigh. Maybe it's best that you you got a tongue stapled <laughs> to your forehead. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then, and then I said, maybe Dracula sinks his teeth into him. However, dead blood, dead blood. So it would kill Dracula. So I genuinely think. He'd have to talk himself into self-termination. He'd have to take him to a smelting plant and terminate it to it. Frankenstein just lifts his form <laughs> as he's slowly lowered in there. I reckon that's His changing-
0: which is attached to his leg. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I
0: think, I, think drag- I think if this was, this is real, I think you're completely right. I agree with you. I think Frankenstein's monster would- look at it and say we we should he will be off trying to bring down the like the foundation of the building so they all go yeah he'll be he'll take himself away to the basement and you'll forget about him and then at the end of the movie it'll be like frank what are you doing you know he's got a name now and (laughs) um you know be like we've all gotta die none of us deserve
1: to and that's where Um, he would be or and and i know have we come to the end of you, you people now that's all I'm going to bring into this one, yeah. Well, I'm just saying now that the, of all of them, the, the fight I want to see is Wolfman versus Frankenstein. That would be an epic fight. Yeah. Smashing the walls, badgering each other. Because because that, that doesn't matter. Because Frankenstein would be in survival mode. Frankenstein's monster, I apologise. Frankenstein's monster would be like, no, no, stop kidding me. But Wolfman, mm. no reason, mate. Pure adrenaline, pure lust, pure animalistic. So he'd be like trying to bite him. And then oh, the thing would be like, be like. It'd be like that scene in Beauty and the Beast
0: where like the beast is taking on them wolves that are chasing Bella. Yes. And, he, and they're, they're like ripping at him and he's like, and he's animalistic. He's like, he, you know.
1: Or like the last scene in um, Twilight where they all go to fight to save the baby. Is, does it happen? I don't know. I think so. And then afterwards, yeah, because he not <laughs> he got pregnant because he's he's several thousand years old. She's a teenager. Why is this film still? How is this film mainstream?
0: Yeah,
1: it's ridiculous. There was a, there was a
0: like, you got to be in this exam. How you've done this class? <laughs> you've lived it. You, you absolute. Yes. You was there when it happened.
1: <laughs> um, I'd love that fight, but Wolfman be subdued. I reckon they might take each other. And do you know what? This is the scenario I see. I see the scenario of. Dracula talking, trying to get into Frankenstein's head. He bites him, he poisons himself, Dracula fades away and dies. Mm. I think he goes out early. I think Gilman gives up a good fight with the wolf in a swimming pool. But ultimately, the wolf rages out, destroys him. Mm. The Invisible Man, probably smell. Frankenstein's probably trying to save him. It's like, no, he can smell it. Frankenstein, I've given him infrared eyes. Of course. Because <laughs> Because they were common in (laughs) 1818. Because he needs some sort of of positive because I fucking ruined him. (laughs) So he tries to protect, he tries to protect the invisible man, but Wolfman can smell them and then he ultimately rips them apart and kills them all. And Wolfman stands victorious because he's shredded Frankenstein to a part. And then as the sun starts growing and uh, it's the end of the night, Basically, the moon's fading. He starts turning into a human and, and then Wolfman's like, what have I done? Out of nowhere, out of fucking nowhere, Gerard Butler shows up, starts singing, and the guy kills himself. <laughs> and then Finn. And then the mummy wakes up. I forgot about the mummy. <laughs> Although, ultimately, fire.
0: Ultimately, fire. Fire beats all of them. Or, or Judge Dredd comes and Judge Dredd wins.
1: Judge Dread or fire. I reckon, like, mate, Phantom of the offer, you never see it coming. Literally, you'd forget about him because you'd be like, well, he's a non-starter. Hides, mate. Right at the end, shows apart. No th- bitch Bitching theme tune, though. Dun, 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 dun. Like, I mean, yeah. the And also, nowadays, created by one of the most despicable people in the world. Lloyd Webber. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> him. <laughs> does look
0: a bit weird, doesn't yeah, it? He, he looks does. like, he does look like he's been too he close like, to the fire.
1: He looks like someone who couldn't decide what face to wear this day to so we wore two. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: I think, uh, I, I think... <laughs> I mean, Sorry. the film I want to see and I know this bit, there is a movie Monster Squad which has all of these oh, you know, yes. like from the well, 80s all,
1: well you know there's plenty of films where they've all fought because but of, we've, we've just decided to ignore them but the one <laughs> so. I want
0: to see is I want to see a, um, I want to see a new retelling of a bunch of teenagers Plagues, par- you know, by a group of slashers, your Michaels, your Jasons, mm-hmm. your Freddys, and they have to swore, swear an allegiance to the monsters. Like they, you know, these are unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And so they have to go and make a pact with vampires and they have to they have to create a monster squad to come and take on the AE slashers. That's the fucking film I want to see. I see that. I want to see that where, like I say, you've got, I mean, they would never do it because it's just too many IPs. It's just too many studios owning it. What a mon- what a mash that would That'd be. That'd be a great film. I'd watch it. Freddy vs. Jason versus Hellraiser's got nothing on this.
1: Yeah? What about what about Frankenstein's nymph versus James in a legal battle? Well? It's like you've ruined my creation. <laughs> no, yeah, I I'd, I'd great. do you know what? I don't mind who wins. Mm. I know, I know. Last time I recorded this, it, it generally got quite heated towards the end. This time, I thought, be less of a dick, James. <laughs> just, just have have a, have, a, have a conversation.
0: I mean, if they make any of these movies, we all win because they are they are brilliant ideas. And like, and and I think now their home maybe isn't the big screen because cinemas changed and audiences have changed. There maybe it is, you know, subjected to the B movies, the back alleys, the straight to DVDs, and the dramas. I think mean, BBC. Um, you know, Netflix and a lot of streaming services make great dramas about these crack
1: characters. Well, let's remember, and ultimately we've actually kind of crowned the real winner. They were trying to, you were a big fan of the dark universe. You wanted it. The dark universe of bringing them all in. Still want it. So the real winner was Tom Cruise because he got to play his card and killed them all. And he killed them all. So (laughs) Tom Cruise wins. He wins again. (laughs) He wins again because he had the creativity, was able to rewrite a film. And to the point, I don't even understand what, what, Mm. like genuinely what is he a mummy? All I know is he was disappointing and he took away within the dark universe that you desperately wanted. And I genuinely thought they set up quite well. I think in my lifetime, we will get it. I think we will get the dark universe at some point. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to, mm. everything's joint universe now.
0: Yeah. Right. And that's our show for this week. Do let us know what you think, who is the ultimate, of the original monsters uh, who would win in a mashup. If I don't see that, good afternoon, good evening, good night. <laughs>